Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome. Welcome to our show. Today we discuss about integrating website strategies with analytics. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Stella Yordanova. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, big pleasure. I want to learn more about that. I know it's important to have the right strategy to learn from uh, data that you get. Uh, and because I see many companies ignore it, they usually replicate competitors, but it doesn't work today. If you uh, don't consider unique selling proposition, your business preferences. Stella, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you pay attention to website strategies and analytics. Yeah, so uh, I started uh, back in the day, actually, the very early days of social media. Uh, that's how I kind of got into digital marketing. I was uh, living in London at the time. Um, and I'll, I'll, that's a very long story, but I'll cut it short. Uh, I started working for the British Red Cross as a volunteer, and I did some really cool social media stuff for them back in the very early ages. And that got me very kind of excited on doing using technologies and, and working with new technologies that were emerging back then. And, um, you know, fast forward to now, um, I um, work for a company called salary.com and I um, am their website um, strategist, strategy manager, I guess. Uh, and I do all sorts of different things working with pretty much everybody on the marketing team. But primarily we look at uh, data to improve the website experience, kind of summarize it. And nice. this involves a lot of a lot of things. I work with um, our demand gen team uh, because they are the ones sending people to the website. So we want to make sure those people have good experience. I work with our content team uh, to present the content and a really good experience. So um, that's uh, that's kind of where I am today and what I do. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you work in uh, this website, salary.com. Uh, I'm interested. You know, we have discussion on Friday, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, I found a study. If you want to get more salary, you need to ask your boss on Friday because of okay. this positive <laughs> feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you need more money, guys, just ask your boss on Friday. Of course, it's better to share some arguments why you want to get more. But if you ask on Monday, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure that you can know. get positive response. <laughs> I think it's yeah. kind of either way, it might, it might work, it might not, because on Monday, everybody's rested and everybody's coming to work with expecting things to happen. So they might be up for it on a Monday, too. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about marketing, marketing management. Uh, you know, uh, marketing is huge. It's, it's a big niche, you know. Yes, uh, if we yes. a lot of Just people. take... Yeah, digital marketing, a lot of different directions, uh, paid marketing, uh, organic reach, yes. SEO, social media, YouTube, I don't know, a lot, a, a lot yes. of niches. And I see, you know, when I check out uh, on LinkedIn uh, job requests, uh, many companies are looking for jack of all trades, you know, who can help them with setting analytics, create the right yeah, strategy, create content, you know, uh, provide keyword research. I don't know how to do it, guys. I work yeah. 
plus 12 years on that, but I don't know how to do it because I know people, uh, specialists can pay attention to a specific direction, then they can get great results. Stella, can you tell how to uh, hire the right people? You know, if you want to get results in marketing, any tips how to find people uh, and create this uh management between departments uh, teams uh, specialists any tips about that oh, oh god yeah no that's it's a great question i don't know it's kind of something on my end and how i've had experience it might not work for everybody and it's not just in marketing uh i think when you think about hiring the right person i feel like when you look at job descriptions as, as you say they list tons of different things and i think you ne you need to think about what is it that i want to achieve is it that I would like to build a good brand and I want to encompass everything that's available from a marketing perspective, all channels, including offline. You know, let's not forget that offline is also a big, uh, uh, a big thing. And if I want to do that, it's going to require a whole team. So maybe I need to hire somebody who can strategize first. And I think uh, hiring somebody who can uh, think about the big picture strategically and then figure out the execution and hire people who can execute on those strategies. I think that's probably a really good approach. But uh, I don't, I, I feel like you're, yeah, you're so right. Uh, trying to hire somebody that can do all these things, you know, ultimately will lead again to you thinking, no, something gets cannibalized, on, you know, so that something else gets done. And I need to think about, uh, I need to think about hiring even more people. I think beginning though, if it's a beginning, uh, strategy is huge you need to know where mm -hmm. you're going before you're executing so you do yeah. need to you need you do need to hire people that are, can build uh, the big picture of um, for more strategic planning yeah uh i want to ask you about uh creating the right strategy i see it's a big issue you know when companies analyze competitors reach out to, uh, to some experts and tell them uh i want to get the sales i want to get the same results but uh competitors have their strong sides their unique selling proposition their customers but, uh, sometimes it's not good idea uh, not sometimes often it, yeah it's not always good idea because uh it's better to start from your strong side uh yeah. where you can create great content where you can uh satisfy customer intent and once i spoke with webmaster who lost 400 traffic but he didn't lose any sales so google dropped he dropped his ranking positions but uh he didn't lose sales so he got this traffic that didn't bring customers can you tell how to create the right strategy today in digital marketing Oh, uh, yeah, million dollar question. I think so. Again, it always depends on your uh, industry and on your niche. But in order to start as a good place to start, uh, and I think, I'm, you know, I don't think I'm telling people anything new, but you need to be very, very clear on your goals. I see, and I know I'm not saying anything new, but you'll be surprised how many people don't start uh, from this uh, from this perspective. So you need to be very clear on your goals. And I'm talking about the website specifically because that's where I work also from strategic planning, planning on the website, not um, overall, you know, uh, exposition shows, events and things like that. So mm -hmm. thinking on the website, you do need to be very clear what your goals are. Uh, and uh, if your goal for the website is to ultimately is to bring leads uh and especially in the b2b world um 
you know, this is kind of the end. And um, again, going back to the goals, getting you to the end goal, which is to get leads, there are many steps. So let's start with the first one. And speaking from experience, I would always suggest looking uh, at the brand because having a strong brand goes back to the example you gave where Google might drop your rankings, but if you're a strong brand and people know very well who you are, you might not necessarily experience a huge hit in business and in sales. So uh, if you start from that perspective, building a strong brand, the website is a tool to do that. So think about strategically what and how you can design and make the functionality on your website to make sure that you're building a good brand. Uh, you know, I'm talking about colors and fonts and using uh, kind of really consistent uh, branding elements, that's a good, very good place to start. Then building mm -hmm. the authority. So you've already built the brand, but let's build some authority. This is maybe where content and demand gen team can come in uh, and um, work with building more strategic thinking around those components, uh, establishing this good authority. And then once you have those two components in place, then obviously the good experience on the website do i really have a good proposition so people can engage is my website easy to navigate but in terms of starting a good strategy i will always look at goals what my goals are and what my end goal is and how those other goals can help me get there that's mm -hmm. kind of my <laughs> yeah I, I, I couldn't agree more with that i think yeah you need to have clear vision clear goals and you, you remind me Arnold Schwarzenegger, once he said, uh, why he achieved great results in sport, in uh, filming, in politics, because he had clear goals, you know, so, and when he set up these goals, many people uh, didn't believe that he could achieve them, including his parents. He told his parents, father, mother told him, do something valuable don't do it you know yeah. why you are yeah. training a lot yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, let's talk about clear goals you know uh, i see when people chase high volume traffic uh likes comments i don't know how to sell the stuff even if i have uh, a million views uh, uh but you know um it's better to think more about uh what kind of leads you can get, how to monetize them, what kind of traffic. Yes. For, for me, it's better to get 100 people, but who want to buy than uh, a million people yes. who don't care about your brand. So yes. any tips how to unite your buying persona with uh, these goals? That's Yeah, that's a great, uh, great question. So yes, uh, you know, going back to this, all, everybody wants to see 1 million visitors every month uh, on their website. But does this mean anything? Do it, are they just coming to because they don't have anything else to do? Uh, which rarely happens. But you're right. You might experience some drop in visits. But this is because, I don't know, let's say you restructure your website and it hit a little bit. And it, it's kind of got bumped into Google. But people keep visiting you from other websites like LinkedIn, which is a little bit more targeted. And the people who are reaching now through LinkedIn maybe are more likely to engage with you. I think you also need to consider um, it, it, 
yeah and it's also a matter of try try and trial and error as i like to say and experiencing uh is linkedin gonna work for me is it twitter is it something else is it working with influencers and having them mention my brand uh, uh on their on their channel so it's a bit of experience trying making mistakes and getting to the right place at some point but also um it's it's a little bit kind of speaking from experience because I had a conversation recently with a few people. You know, you think about your website and what it offers. And um, let's say you're offering something that marketing teams are going to use, a software that marketing teams can use. But and you, you when you're building your content in your website and the strategies to bring those people, you really have a clear mind that you're bringing marketing people only. And I think this might be a little misleading because let's say your software offers content ideas for writers and think about maybe a legal website. They want to expand on their content, but they don't have a marketing team. And it's a lawyer that runs that website is researching a software offering that can help them with uh, with those content ideas. So you might be bringing other people uh, to your website that will not necessarily use it, but they're doing the research and they're making the decision. So um, make sure you speak your uh, kind of the language that you're using, the strategies that you're using. You're not necessarily considering only the people that are going to be using your product, but there might be other people along the way that are making the decision uh, and making the, re the research. So uh, this unfortunately doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen right away unless you're really lucky. There's a lot of trial and error involved, um, I think, until you learn. Um, you, learn you, you know, Stella, I don't know what can happen overnight. For me, uh, I, I want to get it, but uh, <laughs> it takes time. Anything. SEO, right. social media, even paid marketing, it takes time to find yes. what yes. kind of paid marketing will work. So, yeah, I agree. It takes time and patience. Patience and you need to be prepared to make mistakes and yeah. experience uh, some negative effects from some of the things that you're doing. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Oh, and then you, know, you Stella, can adjust, for me, adjust your strategies. Yeah, for me, it's hard to count how many mistakes I made in <laughs> oh. my life. A lot oh, of them. Hi, same. <laughs> I, I keep doing them, but I don't know another way how to learn. Uh, no. You know, because you uh, everyone starts from generic strategies, best practices. We learn them. Then after implementation, we got it. No, it doesn't work. We need to adapt to change something to find another way. So it takes time. That's okay. And you mentioned many times about branding. You know, uh, yes. <laughs> I think, you know, like branding and marketing uh, is quite different, but uh, we relate to each other because, you know, when people have choices what to choose, they choose uh, brands they know they because trust. they trust them. Yes. Yeah, because of authority. And, you know, my son never asks me to buy new sneakers. He always tells me buy Nike. Always. Right. There you I go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah. great example. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah can, can you tell about this brand recognition? How to build it, how to create the right strategy to increase <laughs> brand recognition? Yeah, that's a, yeah, another a million dollar question. Again, I think uh it's um so what makes you know strong brand matters. I think we all can agree. What makes a strong brand is um 
kind of thinking from a marketing perspective, a strong brand is where people recognize it and people know it. So uh, on the website, I mentioned this, this will be uh, manifested with uh, the colors that you choose, the fonts that you choose, the design elements that you choose. And every time you build a new page, whether it's a new product page or a new landing page or a new content, and you go away from the from those branding elements, you I don't know, you choose an image that you've never chosen before. Let's say your entire website uses um, illustrations and find in, suddenly you publish a, a, a photo of somebody. That's a little bit of deviation from the brand. And it might seem small, but this is, it's not a recognizable uh, design element. And uh, it's not going to make that strong impression and a strong after effect uh, after people have engaged with your website. Uh, so I think a strong brand starts with a good vision of design and messaging and then thinking about how you can transfer this online when you're doing your marketing through uh, your website, through your visuals for um, paid media and display advertising, for your social media presence. You know, social media is all about visuals, especially if you're kind of on um platforms like Instagram and TikTok even, this is a, there's a lot of visual elements there. And the more you stay true to, to the brand that you've had initially envisioned, the better is for people to remember, the better is for people to engage, and the more likely will they'll, they'll be to trust you. That's how I see it based on an on, on experience that I've had. Yeah, yeah. And it takes time as well, you know, to yes. build strong recognition. <laughs> yes, it takes yes. time. So, Patience is part of the process. <laughs> yes. Okay, you mentioned about some uh, elements like design. Yeah, it's important. But I want to ask you about the foundation of any marketing campaigns. Uh, and for me, the most important element is uh, text, uh, because we submit text everywhere in video description, on uh, blog posts, on websites. So it's important to write great text. And I see. Uh, many websites can ignore even design like uh, Wikipedia, Investopedia, yes. uh, but they add high quality, valuable text. Uh, yeah. And can you tell how to write non-boring text in your <laughs> content marketing? Because, you know, uh, the reason why I'm asking about that, because we live in the era with AI. So yes. we have ChatGPT, many other tools, Jasper, uh, yes. my tool. Uh, we have a tool on unmiss.com that can create text for all websites pages. We have, we called like golden button, guys, it's not golden button. You need to <laughs> develop, innovate, update, provide something new. And uh, I see a big issue today when writers um, overuse AI, overuse even great writers. I cooperate with many writers who write for Forbes, uh, Bloomberg, many other great publications, but all of them use AI. All of them generate text. Uh, and uh, uh, I found this uh, by using some uh, AI uh, tools that can mm -hmm. recognize that uh, written by AI. And uh, when you read this text, you, you don't feel a human touch. You know? So yes. can you tell how... <laughs> 
to use AI today, you know, because we can't ignore AI. Uh, no, everyone will no. use it. I, it's my daily tool. But, I use it uh, too. I use it too. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, you know, text, however, is a big part of the design process. Text mm -hmm, yeah. is, is very important. It's not, uh, you know, when I say design, I don't necessarily mean some fancy um, clip yeah. art. Text is huge. And Wikipedia, actually, the Wikipedia brand is very text heavy so text is very important in terms of how it's presented so it grabs people because initially when they see it, they don't know if it's boring or it's ai or if it's well written they need to engage a little bit with the way it's presented uh i use ai and i don't want to deny it i think it's great uh what i think however is that it should be used as a starting point or as a help hand but it should never replace uh um the the kind of the the opinion or the writing style. I work with writers as well. And uh, I kind of can see every time I work with a different writer, there's a different style. And some of them are more engaging than others. And that's fine. You know, when you read a book, some books are better than others. Uh, but AI uh, should be a tool for all companies that should be more of like a lending hand, a helping hand. But there's always needs to be a human touch um, First of all, for fact-checking, for adding this additional humor or more seriousness to it, depending on what language you're trying you're trying to achieve. And um, I, yeah, I am all about using the AI and using it to to advance whether it's your career or your brand. Uh, but it should come with hand in hand with some um, with some human experience in writing, in copywriting, in researching. A, a big part of the writing process is research. And I don't think AI at this point, they're trained, I'm sure, and they will improve, but the actual research is um, is is done by by people, at least at, at least to me, uh, and at least at this point in time, <laughs> it, might, yeah. it might change. <laughs> I think, yeah, AI, it's only the beginning of AI journey. Yes. And yes. Uh, I, I often learn experts' opinions about AI. And, um, you know, even before ChatGPT, once I read a book uh, about Gary Kasparov, uh, he was uh, world champion in chess. Uh, yeah, so, I know him. Uh, I know him well. I grew up in Bulgaria, yeah. so I know. I kind of know. I follow the chess. <laughs> oh, nice, <laughs> nice, great. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I got his opinion about AI. He told he doesn't worry about AI at all because uh, he was the first person in the world beaten by AI. So he lost. Uh, chess yes, game yes, to yes. AI many years ago and uh, before chat GPT he told that AI is part of the process it's not like a replacement for human being and uh, if writers uh, I don't know designers uh, uh, any any occupation it doesn't matter what kind of occupation you have uh, AI it, it's a good help you need to consider yes. AI like yes, to help absolutely. to go yes. ahead. Yeah. But, you know, and I think um, uh, if you ignore AI today, uh, competitors will replace you tomorrow, not AI. A no, AI will yeah. not replace yeah. you. Yeah. 
that's what, what I keep to, saying yeah. too, that the, the AI is not going to replace you, but the person that uses AI will. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I certainly, I, I use it. I can't deny it, uh, but it's more for help um, and for kind of um, scaling as well, for doing more in a kind of shorter amount of time. So you're, you're able to scale your job and your work uh, and your projects. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I totally agree with that. At least at this okay. point, I don't know. It might, uh, and uh, I also know. Uh, I know this is a little bit off topic, but when it comes to vo voiceover, uh, because my daughter wants to do voiceover, and uh, I, I still think while AI might at some point replace or it might be used instead of actors, I still feel like there's something different about using a, a, an actor to voice over. Um, and, and, and if you're making videos and you need somebody to voice it over and not talk in the video, again, I think this there. I would probably find it more interesting to listen to a video that's actually voiced over by a person. Nice, uh, nice. AI. And you know, <laughs> I, I think about AI when uh, farmers got the first combine tractor, you know, and they felt, wow, we will lose our jobs because, uh, but in some time they adapted yes. to drive tractor combine to use this technology. So yes. uh, yes. it's the same with AI, just adapt faster than competitors uh, learn from that and think yes. how you can improve. Uh, yeah. your job with AI. Okay, Stella, uh, I want to ask about metrics. You know, in marketing, we have a lot of metrics. Uh, many metrics can confuse more than help, like volume. You know, True. when you check out True. volume. Uh, but I know some websites don't consider volume, even to optimize content with zero volume, because uh, with these keywords, they can sell a lot more. For example, even if I get, I don't know, uh, in the first... Uh, ranking position with SEO, uh, it's hard. In the first, it's very hard to overcome big companies like Moss, uh, yeah. Ahrefs, MRush, Neil Patel. But uh, even if I have it, it doesn't mean that I can sell with these keywords, you know? So uh, it, it will cost a lot of money, but uh, it doesn't mean that you will sell. Can you tell about metrics that can help to create clear goals because you mentioned about clear goals and what kind of metrics we need to consider today and how to understand them by creating strategy yeah the great question i think uh my favorite always i look at engagement and i look at engagement over time uh mm -hmm. always rate uh that's how i do it how I've kind of uh, have focused and some people might disagree with that, but I usually look at rate. So uh, it might, sh let's say you're suddenly looking at your numbers of conversions and they're, they're great. They're showing a big increase, but you're not looking at the bigger picture. And then you look at your rate and your rate has actually declined. And this can tell you that maybe you've increased the people that come to a website, but they don't really do anything. So something, something in your strategic planning for your marketing uh, and for your exposure of your brand and your website might not necessarily uh, work. So I would normally look at rate and I would look at trend over time. I'm a huge fan of trend over time. <laughs> Again, mm -hmm. it might uh, it might not resonate with, with other people, but it has helped me look at, um, and you know, not necessarily month over month comparison, but year over year, previous and previous years, the more you have, and considering what might have affected certain trends um, over time, to 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 look what they are so i'm a yeah i 
always try to look at uh, percentages, engagement, and um, and trend over time. And mm-hmm. it depends a lot. You know, I'm saying these things, but in certain situations, maybe I'm looking at volume uh, because, and I would have to look at volume uh, because you've, you know, you've spent this amount of money, you've um, done something that you need to see whether it's actually reached the people that you thought you're going to reach. Um, so it's, it really depends on um, on what you're trying to achieve. But if you're just starting with strategy and you have some limited numbers, I will look at some data for over time. Uh, if you're just starting your website or you're just starting um, um a brand um, and you don't have your own metrics. I love looking at Google Trends. It's my favorite tool in the world. <laughs> I follow it all the time. Uh, but because I, you know, ChatGPT is here to stay, but Google is also, I think, here to stay. And it's still pretty much where people go to. Uh, so their trends can show you a lot of how you can get started. It gives you some really interesting trend data when certain things pick up. Uh, when they drop so you can expect and maybe um, you know that in the summer your uh, niche is going to slow down and it's going to pick back up in in the fall so maybe summer is time for experimenting doing some different things or maybe it's not maybe you do need the volume of people coming in order to experiment so kind of adjust to what it's gonna make sense uh for your brand but in terms of metrics kind of i said a lot of things in terms of metrics kind of my favorite is always rate and and over time trend over time nice <laughs> nice love it love it yeah great uh I want to ask you about your loving uh, format of content. You know, I found when people, uh, companies, you know, they check out competitors and try to replicate their loving formats. For example, if someone is good with YouTube, it doesn't mean that you can get the same results because you need to love yeah. filming videos. Yes. Uh, you need to love uh, filming short videos if you want a big win on TikTok. Uh, it's the same with SEO. You need to love writing to create such blog posts uh, because uh, it's hard to win uh, from the first piece of content. Like, I don't know, when I uh, wrote the first article, that was terrible. Uh, when I filmed the first video, that was terrible. Yeah, it takes time, yeah. To get it's experience. fine, but it's fine to be terrible. You learn. That's great. I yeah. think it's great. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you tell about your loving format? What kind of content do you create to achieve success and your methods how to overcome competitors? I think it's, um, yeah, I, my favorite, first, I'm going to start with what I consume the most. And uh, I consume mm-hmm. mostly podcasts. I love podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great way to engage, uh, especially here in the U.S. where people drive a lot. I, I mean, again, speaking from my guest personal preference, but you drive a lot. You don't have a lot to, to you know, I listen to audiobooks and I listen to podcasts. So I think podcasts are a great way, especially in the B2B world, to to engage with your audience. In order to do a successful web, uh, podcast, sorry, you do need to love it as you say you can't really start doing it and not uh, not liking it in terms of what content to create um looking at your personas and to the people that uh you know you're you're trying to bring to the website if you're gonna if you're targeting more finance legal you know that kind of niche uh my experience is that they would 
prefer more written text and more kind of um, yeah content that is in links and texts and so you do need to think about how you can create a good one uh, and hire good writers but if your audience is probably a little bit more from the younger generations just coming out of college and you're targeting to them they might be a little bit more inclined in watching short videos so that's how you need to go and you need to find somebody who loves doing it and who's good at doing it. Um, and I think that's how you should approach content. I think the ideal scenario is if you have the resources to create more types of contents as opposed to just one type of content in order to build a good brand and good engagement. But, you know, that requires resources. You can't have one person um, a person doing that. And the more content you create and you put on the website, you do need to think about another strategy is how you present that content and not just the page of the blog post or the page of the video, but how people find that. Because in the B2B world, uh, people engage a lot with resources and white papers and eBooks. So you do need to think about how do I structure that content so people can access it and have a good, well um, designed with good experience resource section where can people access my library of, um, of content. So that's how I, I kind of see strategizing and, and working on your content strategy. Nice, nice. Yeah, you unhided my love in format, uh, listening to audio podcasts, uh, listening to audio books. I love uh, all I of love them. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, for me, audio podcasts uh, are better because, you know, uh, most podcasts uh, have discussions, but audio books yes. have one voice and sometimes you can be distracted uh, can lose the track yeah. uh, of this yeah. audio book and uh, yeah and you need to listen one more time you can forget yeah that's why yeah. uh i love reading books but i love uh read from my amazon kindle sometimes i can listen to audio books yeah. but i hate you know <laughs> to to forget what i listen it's okay. my only way now to listen to books because with the kids i don't have time to read books anymore and when I, yeah it's mm, my yeah. the only way for me now to engage with books is to listen so i i do that a lot but i agree podcasts are more engaging because there's a discussion happening and uh, there's a yeah. lot of like aha moments when you listen to to people kind of discuss um, nice nice i want to ask you about uh tech text-based content, uh, you mentioned that you create this content. And, uh, um, you know, today we have high bounce rate at any type of content. It doesn't matter, books, audio podcasts, videos. For example, according to data, uh, readers only uh, consume 5% of all information in books. So they bounce fast. It's the same with website content uh, on YouTube, 80% uh, of people live in the first 20 seconds. Uh, and once I had the conversation with Jim Edwards, he worked in Business Insider 10 years, and he told that success of this company depends on creating non-boring content. Uh, he uh, left this company uh, when the company was sold for $500 million. Good success, everything looks fine. But uh, he told that, you know, in business niche, uh, most content are boring. You know, okay, valuable, uh, but boring. And people hate boring content. That's why they uh, quit 
fast. So can you tell about creating non-boring content? Because you mentioned about structuring content, uh, structure can help. Any yeah. other tips how to create non-boring content? If it's text heavy, it will ultimately ha- come with the burden of possibly being boring to certain people. I think the way, um, so if you think about a blog post or an article, um, the way to kind of make it more easy to consume and digest and engaging for people, so less boring, I guess. Uh, I always uh, think about um, possibly including uh, anchor links at the top. It's kind of a design element. A lot of people do it. But that's one way for people to scan quickly through some headlines and see what's going to be more most valuable to them, what they're looking for, so they could quickly jump there and see it. Another way that I, abs- I really like... Um, in, and, and I know helps me also when I consume written content is always to try and include some data. My experience and looking at some research and some numbers, people love consuming data, especially now with all the data visualizations tools, people love consuming data. And data can be a very, very powerful tool if it's designed well, charts and graphs. It's another kind of area that I'm really um, into uh, making sure that you do effective graphs. And when you write about certain topic and there's data that can visually stop a little bit from all this written content and it's not just a visual design of some fancy graphics it's it's actually a meaningful visual it it will stop people to engage with it and data can also give you the option to create maybe some gifs with it or gifs rather uh within your content and then when something moves and and it's again numbers that back up what you've written it might make people to stop and read and make your content a lot more digestible and, and less boring uh, in terms of the actual written content, I, you know, it's it's really um, a personal preference, but I love when there's a little bit of humor, even in more serious things, because the world is as serious as it gets. I, I think we do need something a little bit more um, lighthearted, I would say. So uh, kind of having the personal touch to it, which going back to the AI topic can only be achieved if a human being has actually written it and, uh, and, and um, yeah, given a little bit of a spin, uh, a spin to it. So that's nice. how I would I would kind of um, advise and recommend. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I found one thing, you know, when I cooperate with new clients, I check out their skills of SEO. If they understand how SEO works, then we can go ahead because I usually get uh, high results with someone who understands uh, SEO. But if I see they wanna traffic, but have no idea, how it works, I usually tell them, take my course, you know, take my course, uh, yeah. Ray, Jeff Coyle, many other great experts, Mike Phillips, shared great lessons. Yeah, and, they're wonderful. Uh, they, yeah. yeah, they can learn from them, you know, uh, to understand why we need to create high quality content, uh, what kind of backlinks we need to have, uh, methods of getting backlinks, technical optimization, many other stuff, because when they get the basic, we can go ahead. Uh, can you tell how you can help a team of marketers, uh, specialists uh, to go ahead? Because, you know, uh, the reason why I'm asking about that, I see when people in different departments don't understand each other. For example, salespeople don't uh, 
understand or distrust marketers. And uh, yes. uh, when you have the role like manager, you need to manage uh, different people. And when they don't understand uh, how to write uh, great text uh, without uh, considering SEO, it doesn't work. So, of course, we need to write for a human being, but we need to add these keywords anyway. Yeah, we need to write for SEO too. Yeah. So, can you tell uh, how to uh, cooperate or manage different people uh, when... Uh, So, uh, so I mean, like to unite them to get a cohesive goals. <laughs> <laughs> to kind of find the, the 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 gold middle the middle ground where you kind of you yeah you do you definitely write for people, but you need to bring those people to the website, and if they go to the search engine, um, I think I don't know if I have a really uh, a, you know good answer uh, for this, but um, when we look at uh, content strategy, there's kind of a Um, parts, I guess, to it, uh, to build a st strategic thinking and the strategic plan. Mm -hmm. We um, look at uh, several, yeah, those several parts. So we're going to have, let's say this month, um, or let's say a little bit longer now, the quarter, uh, this this first quarter of the, of the year, um, we want to write 10 blog posts. And three of those or nine, let's kind of do them in three, uh, three will be SEO focused because we want to get people to the website and the research shows that um, and so I hope I don't uh, kind of make really big SEO experts laugh here but uh, you know I uh, kind of when I look at when I think about SEO content I always think of doing things like what is um, compensation management you know kind of the area where I work uh, or uh, how to achieve compensation management so I feel like those types of content that are a little bit more one-on-one -on -one or are a little bit more answers to questions tend to rank higher. Um, and um, let's say we're going to write three of those this month because we know we want to bring people and we know this might be the type of content that will get ranked high in Google. But we also want to make sure that we address certain pain points for, our, for the people that we want to bring. And let's say those pain points are not necessarily uh, with high search volume, but we want to incorporate them too. So this will be the, the other section of addressing more kind of more pain points to, to those customers that we want to bring and then a third section is let's say something that is related to um and you know the area where i work where we talk about compensation and fair pay and pay equity there's a lot of legal components there as well and legal stuff doesn't rank well no i probably should retract that statement but legal stuff is not something something people will search for uh it's more for for the actual experts that need uh the news and that need to to read more kind of um, an authority on on the topic so right so you have this content strategy for the next three months where you know you're going to have nine pieces of content you're going to put the efforts to do seo related content you're going to put efforts to answer pain point questions and you're going to put the effort to um to kind of uh, and, and the effort and resources to to um do the legal section because you know that's what the, the customer wants needs to hear so i don't know so hopefully i understood that right but i think that it, it's always the middle finding the middle uh the middle ground and you need to understand it you, you have to put a lot of not just one um thing into consideration mm -hmm. but there's a few things you need to consider yeah. and you need to understand that they will all serve a purpose for you at exactly. some point. 
Yeah, 100%. Стелла, uh, it's a big pleasure to get in my show, to learn from you. You know, yes. you lead me to an emergency room where uh, I need to spend time to consume all your valuable insights. So, yeah, Thank you. love Thank it. Thank you for having me. Love Thank it. you so much. Really appreciate it. Стелла, uh, tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. I uh, yeah, please connect with me on LinkedIn uh, if you'd like. I uh, don't have a huge social media presence. Uh, I feel like it's from from work because I do it with work, and I feel like my personal my personal is kind of uh, a little bit neglected. But if you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'd love that. Uh, and if you don't mind, I would like to mention uh, a little website. Um, it might not necessarily work for the people that listen here, but if you'd like to spread the word, I would love it. Uh, um, during the pandemic, I started a small website with my daughter where we try to teach kids data and data visualization. Uh, and uh, you can you can follow some of our writings there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm going to check out. I'm curious. I'm curious a lot. Especially, you know, when you have a cohesive content with kids. Wow. You know, I tried yes. to film videos with my son on TikTok, but he told me, Oh, no, that I don't want to film content with you because you are obsolete. <laughs> okay, okay, create your That's content. <laughs> I still try to keep them out of social media, but with the website, it gave us something to do. Uh, and it, it gave me an option to kind of teach them some of the things that I do for work as well. So, and I think it's important for kids to learn data. I think data is amazing. Yeah, um, nice. So. <laughs> but thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. I really, really appreciate your time. It's been great. Yes, welcome, welcome. Yeah, love it, love it. Okay, guys, you can find the link to the website and LinkedIn account in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and see you next time. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.